0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic
1: is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus performance line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.
0: Senior Bowl practices kick off today, so it's time to break down what the most compelling storylines are today on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast.
2: You are locked on NFL scouting with the Draft Dudes, your daily podcast for NFL and college football scouting. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: What's better than this? It's guys being dudes here on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. We're the Draft Dudes. I'm Joe Marino from Locked On Bills. He's Kyle Krabs from Locked On Dolphins. And we are your NFL experts here with you daily to talk team building across the league on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast with the Draft Dudes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Speaking of every day, a big welcome and thank you and shout out to our everydayers. Those of you who make us your first listen every day and never miss an episode, we appreciate y'all being here very, very much. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. Joe, uh,
1: happy Senior Bowl practice kickoff day to you. Yep, yep. And as such, we're going to do some Senior Bowl content here. Uh, on the program, but I did want to ask you first, um, how familiar you are
0: with Pal World? Uh, completely unfamiliar. Never heard of this. Are you familiar with Pokemon? Uh, yeah, I've heard of this. Yep. Yeah.
1: So, so there's a game developer who made literally the same exact experience as Pokemon, but it's called Power World. They made it for computers and Xbox and I am sick and I have a lot of extra time on my hands because I'm quarantining and I'll let you read in between the lines in my office. So I have played power world and it's got its claws in me and I just wanted to see if you've seen any clips on social media of power world or like all the little critters you got to catch are like blatant rip offs of the Pokemon <laughs> So the Pokemon Corporation's already like thinking about suing them for for copyright infringement or whatever. But what
0: uh, you're in good. is that what you're saying? I'm in.
1: I'm in. Yeah, I'm a big Power World guy now. Yeah.
0: Send you some stuffed animals or whatever. You, get yeah. T-shirts, all the all the stuff here. Uh, well, maybe there's some listeners out there that you can bond with over this. Um, Power. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. I mean, is it is it community oriented? Can you like play against you can do other
1: multiplayer? People? Yeah.
0: Wow. Okay. All right. Well, I'm glad you found that, man. I'm hey. glad you found that, and obviously hope you feel better very soon. And uh, thanks for powering through and being here for us, not letting the people down, Kyle Krabs. Oh, we got content to create so. is here for us to talk about. Well, I guess this Powell world. How do you spell that? What's the spelling there?
1: Pal, like pal. You like pal. My pal?
0: Okay, pal. Okay, pal world. Okay, so Kyle, um, we can get <laughs> back to the pal world in just a second here. Yeah, but we're going to okay. talk about. The senior bowl. And the way I'd love to start this conversation is with a very basic question that is actually inspired by Jim Nagy, the director of the senior bowl. Him and I were discussing a prospect a couple of years ago, and it was a prospect that I liked more than he did. And he said, Joe, I just don't get excited about him. You know, he's like, you know, when you really like a watch a prospect and you get really excited and you want to just really... Know, learn everything about him because you feel like this is going to be one of your guys. He's like that's just not that just wasn't the case for me. And this wound up being like a first round pick. He's a starter in the NFL. So I guess Jim, I was right about this player. But what, <laughs> let's let's talk about let's ask ourselves that same question when you consider the crop of prospects that are going to be participating in the Senior Bowl. We'll do offense and defense. Offensively, Kyle, who is the one? Who is the guy that you get the most excited about?
1: You know who? You know who my guy is? It's Roman Wilson. Wide receiver okay. from Michigan. He's um, Mich- Michigan's offense, not necessarily, it's been known as more of a run-heavy offense. Obviously, J.J. McCarthy has uh, kind of elevated the, the the floor of the passing offense in Michigan, obviously, with the success that they had this season. But Roman Wilson, maybe not necessarily a volume guy, but he is the grit of all grit, gritty football players. And he is super tough. And he's explosive, and he runs good routes. And I just come away from watching Michigan every time thinking, Roman Wilson could be a really, really impactful and really, really productive starting wide receiver in the NFL.
0: Another receiver, huh? Another Another. receiver this year uh, to get excited about. For me on the offensive side of the football, my guy here is Tyler Guyton, the offensive tackle. Really? From Oklahoma, man, like, I wonder if the conversation around Tyler Guyton needs to be more, is this a first-round player and more, is this the best tackle in the class? Is this a guy that's up there in the Joe Alt, the Olu Fashano? Game? You're that high on him. Brother, why not? I know, here's the problem, right? One-year sample size of starting. And because what was Wanye Morris and Anton Harrison were starting over him last year? This guy got his opportunity. And my goodness, did he showcase tools, right? Like 6'7, 320, over 34 inch arms. He's going to have all the measurables. But there's a athleticism about him. There's a power about him. I know there's some technical stuff with footwork and you know, just angles and those different types of things. But my goodness, like this guy to me, is just a, a, an absolute specimen at the position. And I'm very excited to, to pay attention to him this week because I feel like, I, I don't know, it feels like the buzz on Fushano is a little bit down. I think everybody likes Joe Alt, but wonders what the ceiling there is. I think this might be the guy that just has the highest upside in a loaded tackle group.
1: You, um, you were also very high on Tyler Smith when yeah. he came out. Yeah. And so I'm hearing you you describe, and it feels like there's some of that same appetite for just a raw ability.
0: Yeah, there's something there, man. And I I'm not sure he doesn't come without quite he does. But like just excite like the word excited. That's how I feel about Tyler Guyton. Defensively, Kyle Krabs, you're most excited. I feel like you're there's some shock value maybe there from what I said. You're yeah, I mean, that?
1: I, I, I just was not mentally prepared for you to be that high because I know you you have gotten into the prospects over yeah. the course of the past month or so. And we hadn't had that conversation. So this is we haven't had I any conversations.
0: Yet. No, like we've talked about maybe 10 players. So I yeah. think that's going to be a fun journey for the listeners this year as we get into draft stuff. Kyle and I haven't really talked about a whole lot of this. No, uh,
1: my. Defensive player I'm most excited about is um, another Wilson. Peyton Wilson, linebacker from NC State. And I know the medicals are what the medicals are. But, oh, my God, is this tape good? (laughs) The the tape for Peyton Wilson this season was undoubtedly first-round linebacker tape. And he comes in and he weighs in at 6'4", 234 pounds. Uh, the arm length just over 30 inches. So that if you're, you're looking for ways that you would ding Peyton Wilson, you talk about the lack, lack of length, but when you're as athletic, fluid, and agile as Peyton Wilson is, I think you're able to make up for that because your ability to keep your entire frame into your tackle challenges is going to be there. So uh, Peyton Wilson, I, I think, has a chance to really, really shine this week. Obviously, the medicals are something that's that's going to um, be each individual team is going to have re- each individual basis on, on where they fall with him. Uh, but I, I'm i really excited about Peyton Wilson. And if you wanted to go a different direction, I would probably probably lean into Cameron Kitchens, the free safety for Miami.
0: It's You double dipping, man. You know, I like it. I respect the move. You know that. Peyton Wilson, man, uh, I feel like I've had my own personal journey with him, pulling me in, pulling me out, injured again. It's like, well, who are you, right? But uh, it feels like he finally put it all together this year, and if he can stay healthy, right, he's gonna be all right. He'll be a good player. My defensive player is Laetu Latu, the edge mm-hmm. from UCLA. Uh Speaking of medicals, yeah. Speaking of medicals, right? Yeah. Speaking of medicals, all right. With that out of the way, dude's a baller, man. Like, just so much fun. And I think, I think the challenge this year might be finding like the defensive. Like, this is this is an offensive draft. right? the top of the draft is just offensive players. You feel like Leitu is one of those defensive players that that gets you really excited. I obviously the injuries are concerning, but like watching him play. The effort, the urgency, the motor, the technique. He's got move after move. There's always an identifiable rush plan when you watch him. I I don't know that they're a one-for-one in terms of like they win the same ways, but like if you enjoyed watching Aiden Hutchinson at Michigan, I think you can appreciate a lot of what Leitu does in terms of just the way he attacks the pocket with unrelenting effort and just never content being blocked and just has a ton of different ways to get off blocks. And I started asking myself, watch when I'm watching late 2 I'm like, do these Pac-12 offensive tackles just stink? Do they just because he's just killing them like left and right. And that's I'm excited to see him this week. If he can get get, get some one on one opportunities against these good offensive linemen to, you know, measure him up a little bit differently against some of the other competition out there. But this guy was a, was a handful for the Pac-12 to block. And if he's healthy, I think he could, you know, he has the makings of a high impact defensive lineman at the next level. So there you have it. The players we're most excited about on the offensive, and defensive side of the football. Coming up next, we're going to get into some of the other offensive storylines. So be sure to stick with us. But happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. And folks, if you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch grabbing your favorite football snacks and placing some super bets. What do I love most about Super Bowl? I love the game, man. I love football. I love high-stakes football, AFC champion versus the NFC champion. You know, legacies on the line. I like the football. Everybody's into commercials and and all that stuff. Man, I just want to watch the game. And look, FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a W or two or three. Not only can you bet on who will win Super Bowl 58, But FanDuel also has bets for which players will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and so much more. And look, new customers got a great deal for you. Join today, and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL.
2: They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Hey, you know what I realized? um, As we're looking at the rosters here, we have another Brandon Coleman. How many Brandon Coleman's have we done in the time that we've been doing Draft Scout? Feels like the third or fourth, right? That's like it's a reasonably common first and last name, but just every time I see Brandon Coleman, I go back to Rutgers wide receiver, Brandon Coleman. Yeah, Name an obscure wide receiver, viral tweet. There you go, Brandon Coleman.
0: I saw, yeah, that's a good poll. Yours was Matt Hazel. Yeah. I saw yours, Matt Hazel. was like heck of a poll. You know,
1: the first eight I thought of, I tried to Twitter search to see if they were named, and they were. So it was actually a nice choice, but I'm like, I'm not going to throw out an Mm. obscure name that somebody else has thought to name.
0: My pick was Jake Reed. Remember him with the Vikings? Yes. He was a little baller. Yes. All right. Senior bowl storylines feels, I mean, kudos to us. We're 13 minutes into this thing. We haven't talked quarterbacks, Um, but I think it's probably time. And we've got a couple like faces of college football this past year. And, and Michael nope. Penix and, and Bo Nix that are going to be out there. And I think those are the guys that are going to command the headlines. But, I think some of the depth at quarterback really intrigues me. Guy like Spencer Rattler with his tools, Michael Pratt out of Tulane, who I think, I think people might be sleeping on him. Joe Milton. I mean, I get if you're out on Joe Milton, he's he's rough. But if you like if you like traits, man, he's got the traits. So this quarterback group is is pretty fascinating. Where do you want to kind of start that conversation?
1: Yeah, let's look at the American roster with uh, Spencer Rattler and Michael Pratt. I think those are two good ones to start with. I think there's more heavy hitting stuff on the national side, so I, I want to. I hear everything you're saying about Joe Milton and tools. Not going to be for me, just personally. Not going to be. It's for like me. Tyree Jackson, right? Right. Yeah. There's such a leap that needs to happen, but boy, he's got all the stuff you can't coach. Um, Rattler, I think up for a big week. Yeah, I think there's. He's never going to recapture that what was it 2021 glow that it felt like he had at Oklahoma before mm-hmm. Caleb Williams became the starter there where it was the conversation was is Spencer Rattler the best Oklahoma quarterback that Lincoln Riley's ever had and blah 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 um but he's obviously had the journey he's been through the stuff and I think going through adversity is is important for quarterbacks in particular quarterback prospects in the evaluation process and having to transfer to South Carolina and what his experience has been like since leaving Oklahoma I think it's an opportunity to harden him and see yeah. how mature he is to to tackle these opportunities in the pre-draft process is I think is massive for Spencer Rattler because there's no doubt he can throw the ball
0: I this past year at South Carolina and faced a lot of pressure right I think that's a big storyline and if I'm not mistaken in 11 games or something for Spencer Rattler this year, he had a a nine different offensive line combinations. And you talk about offensive line depth being, being thin in the NFL. Let's uh, let's try South Carolina. Right. So I think he had to to face a lot of pressure this past season. And I think that was something that he'll benefit from. And I think him getting away from Oklahoma proved to be a great move for him uh, because it allowed him to just get away from the hype trains and just develop. And I think that there's something there that at least intrigues me, not not necessarily high in the draft, but if I wanted to take a flyer on a quarterback, he'd, he'd be in that conversation for me. And so would Michael Pratt out of Tulane, who I think has tools. Mm. There's a toughness there that I love about Michael Pratt. I yeah. think I remember why, one of his early starts at Tulane. I don't know, was it against some Power 5 school? And I'm just like, dude, this guy, this guy's resilient. Was Oklahoma State or something? It was like three years ago. And he's always kind of been on my radar since, and it feels like, He's very quietly gathered some some hype out there. I've I've seen some stuff where this is potentially a you know a guy that some teams might look at as having starter traits.
1: Yeah, he's um has been a very productive player at Tulane, and uh, that platform has afforded him a chance to play some, as you said, some meaningful yeah. competition. Uh, Oklahoma is probably the game that you're thinking. Yeah, of in a couple 20 years 21. ago. Yeah, hundred yep. percent. Opener in 2021 on yes. September fourth. Uh, where they, they lose that game, I think, they, but
0: they lost close late. game. I yeah, don't remember it was late. Correctly. Some kind of crazy thing happened late, yeah. Uh,
1: but, but, but Pratt had 300 yards and three touchdowns passing and then 15 rushing attempts for, uh, and another touchdown in that game. Yeah. So you, you have a chance to see him play Kansas State. You have a chance to see him play uh, against Oklahoma throughout the course, Mississippi throughout the course of his career, uh, USC in the bowl game last year. So, this is not just, oh, well, yeah, we played it too late. Uh, Oklahoma won that game by five points, 40 to 35, by the way. So, uh, I I don't know that he's a super toolsy prospect, but he is someone who I do think is a high floor player. And that can be a starter depending on what you need. Case in point, you look across some of the systems in the league, and if it's more about, Rhythm and timing and execution, some of your Shanahan style offenses. Um, uh, I think that can work. I think he's got a little bit of something to him athletically, but I don't think it's necessarily where he hangs his hat. And uh, I do think this can be kind of a guy in that second tier day two type of quarterback uh, that could make some sense for somebody.
0: Two big names, Nixon, Penix, Kyle. Um I think you see projections all over the place for both of these guys. You have any convictions? What, what are you hoping to see this week? Can I, can I get on my soapbox here? Yeah, I would love for you to.
1: All right, so two very different problems for these players. Uh, I like both a lot. I want to be abundantly clear about that. But for, for Bo Nix, the issue that you have to try to compartmentalize is so many, uh, so much of that offense – was schemed throws and design touches. And you look at all the metrics for turnover-worthy plays and sack rate and uh, all like the lenses that you, you really like to put quarterbacks through. And Nick's passes them all with flying colors, but some of it's because of how they ran their offense. That said... I think he's got outstanding athleticism. I think he's got outstanding toughness. I think he's got outstanding leadership. I think he's got outstanding arm strength. I think he can do a lot and be really good. But how much of it is operating within a structured offense? Because when he gets outside of structure, I don't think he's necessarily as consistent. The accuracy falls off. Some of the decision-making falls off. For Michael Penix... Pocket passer to the nines. Not a player, I think, at all who is going to thrive outside the pocket or under duress in the NFL. His, his splits versus pressure is, is really eye-opening. So uh, that, for me, is the thing about both of these guys. that these, I think they're both NFL starting caliber quarterbacks, but they both have one legitimate question – that you're going to have to either answer or you're going to have to come up with barometers for how you're going to accommodate that in your offense if you take them to run your offense in the NFL.
0: We'd like to ask you about a receiver, and then we got so much more to get to in the last segment. feels like a polarizing prospect in this receiver class is Xavier Leggett out of South Carolina. Uh, Zero production before this year, like literally 23 years old, uh, we measured yesterday with, with very small hands. Some people think he's more linear. I, I mean, I've seen mock drafts with him in the first round. I've seen two round mock drafts without him going at all. Where are you at on Leggett?
1: I like him. I think there's some parallels to Mingo from last year. Um, he measured a little smaller than I think people hoped. It's six foot one, but 225. So he's big, dense. Super explosive. I mean, that recipe in itself is going to get you drafted at a certain stratosphere, right? Yeah. six one two twenty five. 225. You hit 23 miles per hour on the GPS times in season with pads on, running with the ball. Doesn't this feel trail on Berksy? Yeah. I think Leggett's a little bit less, I don't want to say gimmicky. I think Leggett's got a little bit more translatability early than burks that's just that's just me though
0: all right all right i got so much more i would love to say we'll get into it all here in the next segment so be sure to stick with us passion drive and patience what brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks exhaust kits led headlights and more whether you're into speed power or style ebay motors has got you covered
2: They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Okay.
0: You have a lot to say. You made that very clear. Well, we didn't get the offensive line into that last segment, and there's dudes here, right? Like, I mean, tons of offensive line talent in this draft and at the senior bowl. I already mentioned Tyler Guyton at the opening here, but this Oregon center, Jackson powers, Johnson, to least out of Oregon state. We both love him. Uh, the BYU tackle, not going to say his name. Cause I don't know how to say it. Jordan Morgan. I think he showed up with out of Arizona at sub 33 in charms. The, the guard conversation is going to be there, but like the offensive line talent is, is brimming, uh, this year in the draft, but also with the guys that are going to be immobile. Like where where what what stands out to you here? Um Jim, Jim's got a good
1: crop of guys for them to end up using as the next um testament of the success of the senior bowl. Because these these guys are going to come down here, they're going to have success this week and they're going to get drafted early. Like who who is your favorite Let's just go center. Who's your favorite center last year? Michael Schmitz? Yeah, of course. Gets drafted 56, 55th, 56, 57th overall to the New York Giants. Kind of struggles a little bit this year. Had revolving doors around them at guards. You understand why. These centers, if you put Graham Barton in that conversation and then you have the Oregon Center, it's a totally different stratospheres of players. Like, I I would not be surprised if you got a first-round center this year. And they're going to be at the Senior Bowl. Uh, Talise Fuaga, is that a guy who ends up, some team's going to kick him inside based on their concerns on on pass protection versus the ability in the run game, kind of Tevin Jenkins-esque. Or are you going to leave him out of tackle? I know he can, can maul dudes like nobody's business. You mentioned Tyler Guyton. Um, it's a loaded crop, and I would not be surprised if we walk out of here and there's more than just a few offensive
0: linemen who are first round picks from this year's Senior Bowl crop. Even a guy like Zach Frazier from West Virginia, I don't think he's going to be part- able. He's not going to be able to participate, right? He's, with the he, injury, he's doing uh, limited participation. He's doing some stuff. Well, let's go, right? That's another.
1: It's another center, right? Tough as nails, man. He like broke his leg, had to like hop off the field with on one leg against Baylor for that, for them to, to help them win the game Uh season ending injury. Um He's like 10 weeks removed from like breaking his leg and he's mm. going to be out here doing some, some limited participation stuff at the senior bowl. Compete, right?
0: <laughs> <Pete>. <laughs> Love that. Okay. Should we talk a little defense? Yeah, let's do that. I feel, is there a concentration of talent on the defensive side of the football that you feel really, really stands out to you? For me, it might be corner with, like, Kalen King and Quinyon Mitchell from Toledo. But I didn't know, like, if you thought, looking at these rosters, if there was a concentration of talent that really, really pops for you. Um, no, I, I don't think that there's necessarily
1: a group that I'm head over heels, wow, this is a really talented I think you you said it really well when you described this being an offensive class in general. Because uh, you think you think about the the premium positions, right? It's it's edged. I think the edge group in general this year is a little drier than than maybe you'd like. We mentioned seen this lot dude here. from
0: Western Kentucky.
1: <sighs> no, I haven't I have seen none.
0: him. I've seen some hype there. Yeah, that seems supposed to be a name this this week. That's going to be a, a, a emerging talent. I'm mean,
1: too from Kansas.
0: Yeah, a couple guys there.
1: So th- th- there's uh, Let's use that as the storyline then. There is an opportunity to be had and real estate to be claimed in the edge group. And there's, there's j- just a couple names that we've kind of heard some buzz on that maybe are, are going to um, elevate and take some of that. As well as Isaac from Penn State, uh, 6'4", 250, 34-inch arms. Just another freakish Penn State athlete because they got something in the water up there, up there in Happy Valley.
0: Did you get a sip of it or I did at, not. Wow. I did I not. You, you've
1: seen me run a 40. I, so I did I didn't get it. Uh up.
0: all I know is that it was faster than Tom Brady's. That's what I remember sure. about that 40-yard sure. dash.
1: <laughs> um what about you is there, is there do you feel like you can hang your hat on any in,
0: individual position group down here in Mobile? Not depth-wise. Not depth-wise at all. Uh I think there's players like on the D line, Tavandre Tavondre Sweat from Texas, Brendan Dorless from Oregon. I think those he's are a couple of guys. Way in. Yeah, well, he's like he's that's concerning, right? Wasn't he like listed at 362 or something like that? He was. So he's either like four hundred pounds. Like I don't I don't know, man. Something's not something's wrong there. Something's wrong.
1: There's gonna be a big weigh in there in there in Indianapolis. But the only other player that opted not to weigh in was Devontae Smith, right? Yeah. And he waited combine at like 172 or whatever it was. Or it's Pro
0: Day. He didn't even weigh at the combine, right? Yeah, but I, I worry about this being the wrong way. Like there's too light and there's too heavy.
1: Right. There's no question that, that it's not, oh,
0: I got to bulk back up to 360. <laughs> no, no, sir. No, sir. Because yeah, if we he was cut, 360, he'd to 362, he'd weigh three sixty two. Yeah, that's not good. That's not a place you want to be at all. I do um, think
1: I do think the defensive line, the interior defensive line has maybe not necessarily super high ceiling guys. Uh yeah. I know Byron Murphy dropping out hurts that group a lot.
0: But um You see Tyler Davis with his sub thirty-one inch arms. Yes. Well we we've kind of knew known that for a few years now, but
1: it's like, all right, man. Uh Brandon Dorless from Oregon. I think a really intriguing, kind of bigger bodied edge type but somebody who can move around a little bit pretty disruptive player for Oregon um the A&M kid McKinley um is, is another one so I think the interior defensive line has some good group
0: and then cor- corner I mentioned Kalen King and Quinion Mitchell I, I there's some first round buzz for for Mitchell uh out of Toledo or excuse me out of Tulane uh as a guy to watch there and, and Kalen is a underclassman, right? So that's uh we got a few of those this year. And I know that he's a toolsy guy as well that, you know, will be interesting. And I, I feel like, I feel like with the, what the wide receivers produced last year in this game, mm-hmm. I think there's gonna be a lot of attention there. Uh, so between what the wide receivers did last year, what we're expecting from the offensive line, what an opportunity for some of these defensive guys to really, elevate themselves and, and maybe change some of the conversation um, as this does appear to be you you know, what? The draft for the I'll, offense.
1: I'll throw a little love at the safety group too, as we're getting ready to close down here between Cole Bishop from Utah, who I think is a really nice ad, uh, really instinctive player, really good tackler, tackling machine. You go back, watch the Florida game this year. Um, he was all over the field in that game. Uh, Bo Braid from Maryland is a uh, really thick, like six foot, 210-pound, pretty impressive player. You have Javon Bullard from Georgia, a little bit more of a smaller kind of move around, can play in the nickel a little bit, or the star position, if you will. Uh, I know I mentioned Cameron Kinchins already, so uh, I'd say safety group, as I kind of sit here and we, we really digest this conversation, is a group that I can get a little excited about, too. So you have it. There you have it. We, um, we've set the table. We'll see what practice brings. You can uh, watch the Senior Bowl practices on NFL Network, I believe, and uh, follow along all week long as the draft cycle kicks off. I'm Kyle Krabs, he is Joe Marino. We will be here for you guys every step of this offseason through free agency, draft, training camp, you name it. So follow us. You can find us on YouTube wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Make it a great rest of your day.
2: We're out of here. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft.